0: My name is Lily, and I'm in first grade, and I, and, and, I'm, and I'm in the podcast. Perfect. Good job. Thank you so much. Thank you for that introduction, Lily. Lily's class was in the Rawson Library when I stopped by. A big thank you to our media specialists and aides. It's Library Appreciation Month, if you didn't know. And we want you to know that we appreciate you all year long. I'm Dan Bader, Communication Coordinator for the School District of South Milwaukee, and this is the SMY Podcast. Mason Cooley, an American thinker and writer, once said, What lies behind appearance is usually another appearance. That can be taken a number of ways, but when I think of it from the perspective of the district's efforts to rejuvenate our athletic fields, I think of the depth and breadth of what that project will do for South Milwaukee. For our students, for our residents, and for our appearance to the outside world. Construction is set to begin on Bucyrus Stadium's field this spring. High quality turf and eco-friendly padding and infill are replacing the grass surface. The same is happening to the infields of the softball and baseball fields track around the field is being replaced with a modern surface more conducive to the sport. The reason this is necessary at all is the location of the fields and the regular flooding that whisks away nutrients and soil, leaving the playing surface prone to damage and hard to play on. The roughly $3.3 million effort was kicked off by a generous $1 million donation from the buttes Foundation for the football field. The launching a legacy committee a group of community members, alumni, and former coaches, took the ball, so to speak, and has raised more than $270,000 so far, with more to come. And the school board has approved bids and has committed to ensuring the whole project is completed. It's an exciting time. Today we'll discuss, in a larger context, the value of these spaces. I'll give you a hint, they're not just for athletes. Joining us today, His Athletic and Activities Director, Ante Udovic, to discuss how these fields are used and why they need to be upgraded. Ante is perhaps the best known administrator in the district, but I'd be remiss in not telling you he's also the Wisconsin Association of School Council's Administrator of the Year. We're very proud of him. After, we'll speak with one of the co-chairs of the committee, Jeff Des, an alum, parent of alumni, and former coach and student-athlete. Here's Ante. Um, well, Ante, welcome to the Way Podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Dan.
0: Um, so tell me about... Um, first, tell me what you do here in the district uh, before we get into the, the fields project we're doing. Uh,
1: this is my 20th year as the Athletics and Activities Director for the high school and middle school here at South Milwaukee. and. Uh, it's all encompassing, uh, revolving around all of the groups that we have that kids can participate. Uh, you know, activities and sports that kids can participate in.
0: Yeah, we often um, refer to you as the athletic director, but activities part is is a pretty big part of your job too.
1: Yeah, I, I mean the pride that I feel in being able to work with the kids in all of the different groups is something that you know I'm I'm again I'm very proud of the fact that it's not just a uh, few sports that are, you know, highlighted. I try to highlight all the kids in everything as much as possible.
0: Yeah. If, um if our listeners don't follow, you should follow Ante on his Twitter profile. Um, You know, he's, he's quickly, not quickly, he's turned into a legend in the school district. Everybody knows who Ante is uh, and that's because you're so involved and how much time you commit and spend here and, you're being recognized for that this year. I, I mentioned before, so c- congratulations. No,
1: thank you. Appreciate that.
0: Um, we're proud. We're proud of that. Um, so we're talking today about what a quality educational program, uh, what facilities it has, um, you know, uh, and what 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 we should expect our facilities to look like to provide the kind of education that we uh, feel that we we need to have. When you started what were the conditions of South Milwaukee's facilities?
1: Well we opened up the um, new high school in 2004 and the uh, facilities obviously everything brand new you know there were uh, there's always going to be bumps uh, uh, in the road but certainly with brand new facilities you had a lot a lot of opportunities to showcase that and, you know, bring people in and, and see what, uh, so they can see what you have. And um, we're very proud of the opening of the new uh, high school and all the facilities we had. Not everything was new, of course. I mean, we have uh, things that are uh, original to the construction of our um, now middle school, but originally built high school in 1961. And, um, but the the facilities that we are talking about now um you know have always been something that we've been proud to be able to host stuff I, I i've been blessed in my 20 years with having phenomenal coaches to work with and uh i would rank the our ability um to host events uh right up there with anybody and that uh, um you know is is mainly because of phenomenal coaches who really put in the time and care about the kids and do everything they can to put on a good show for, um, their own kids, but obviously for our, uh, schools that in, you know, kids and coaches and spectators that we host.
0: Sure. So, um, the, the, as I said in the top, the launching a legacy, um, campaign is really an effort to replace the football field turf, the turf on the softball and baseball fields and the track that goes around, uh, the high school field, uh, the football field. Um, Tell me what 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 they were back then and kind of how much punishment they've taken in those last twenty years
1: well um in particular uh you know softball uh and baseball um have th- those weren't new uh either that's you know when we started or when I started twenty years ago uh, those those fields were we've made improvements you know to them uh, to try to keep things. Um, in a positive way. But even, you know, grass in any way, shape, or form, it takes a beating over time. And even though it's um, grass, you don't think, oh, well, you, you have to replace grass. Well, but it's every year, you know, we're, we're limited in space um, on our campus. And so one of the things that impacts softball is we always have to put our football team to practice on our softball fields. And that you know, really uh, hammers those, those fields and, and impacts how much work it is to get, you know, from our grounds guys to get that back to playable conditions, you know, for softball. And, then, um, and the reason
0: they can't practice on the football field uh, where they should be practicing, right? Is because the turf there is in r- such rough shape you couldn't use it for games.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it definitely is one of those things that you know original uh, originally you know essentially the it was you know not it it was trees you know marshy swamp land and you, anytime you build up on um, surfaces that are you know not you know, level, not, uh, uh, normal grass and whatnot, you're, you're going to have issues over time. And, you know, pretty quickly after, uh, we, we built, you know, spouts field out there, uh, it, it, it was something that we, you know, had many issues, uh, anytime it rained, um, we would have issues with standing water and you know it, it deteriorated pretty quickly. So we've been really hoping for this day to come where we can get, um, turf out there so that, uh, artificial turf out there so that we don't have the issues where we have to, um, you know, have the, uh, field, um, covered with tarps, uh, uh, you know, for a couple of days before a game in the hopes that it'll keep uh, enough rain off to where, uh, it'll be playable. I mean, we've, we've had, I can't really count how many times we've had to, um, cancel halftime performances by our dance team and, and marching band because, The field was too wet and uh, uh, not safe for them to uh, be out there and uh, certainly wouldn't be able to perform like they uh, intend to perform. Uh, But additionally, we've had a number of games, particularly um, at the JV or JV2 freshman level uh, that we've had to move to our youth uh, field across town at Hickory Field. Um, But additionally, we've had several varsity games that... Uh, we, we couldn't host uh, a couple of times we couldn't host playoff games because of how, uh, just how bad the surface was. And it becomes a safety concern when you're, you know, talking about large, uh, swaths of mud and uneven, uh, uh surface. And regardless, I mean, we really, there was nothing more that we could have done, whether it was uh, bringing in outside, uh. Um, companies that uh, uh, specialize in uh, turf maintenance, uh, um, you know, grass maintenance, or uh, our fantastic grounds crew. Over the years, we did everything we could to make make the best out of it. And uh, um, when you're talking about infields for baseball and softball and the football field, it just it just got to a point where it's, it's it's been too much work and and too hard to keep up and it's just impossible. So something had to happen, uh, um, you know, and if, if people look at artificial turf and think, oh, it's so expensive, but then you take a look at what the costs would be to, uh, make it work and make it right with, uh, replacing it with natural grass. And it's really, that's a pretty significant cost too, so.
0: Well, tell me. Uh, well, tell us about your vision for what these fields are going to look like when we're done.
1: Um, our hope is that uh, people are going to look, uh, come to this, uh, uh, our facilities, and um, be amazed at how uh, great they look and how much nicer it is to have their kids play on it. Uh, um, uh, because, uh, again, over over time, it just uh, deteriorates to the point where. You know, you play baseball and you get uh, some bad bounces on balls that you don't expect to have, uh, even though we did everything we could to get it to be level. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, the football field, um, you, you, you get a chance to play on an artificial turf field um, and compare, you know, our kids who've played on the, the grass that we've had versus the artificial turf field, they're just going to love it because of the, uh, you know, the, the, comfort level with knowing that, hey, it's not a uh, surface that, you know, op- there, there was a hole uh, that suddenly uh, materialized or, you know, a sprinkler head that um, stuck up uh, and it wasn't noticed, things like that.
0: Sure. And um, what happens when it rains on the, these surfaces, you know, because it's still kind of low-lying land, um, there are drainage improvements that we're planning too, right? Absolutely.
1: Every, each of the... the Uh, facilities will uh, have drainage plans as a part of the project Um, so it will enhance how the water flows on and off of the um, each of the uh, facilities including our outfields which are not going to be turf but we're making improvements to both of the outfields to um, you know have that be a better surface as well.
0: Sure so kind of in a larger sense though um, you know how do having usable fields, because I feel like we maybe have forgotten what having a real usable field is like, uh, especially at the football field. What does that bring, what's that going to bring to South Milwaukee? And what, what does a quality extracurricular act, uh, activity program look like with usable fields?
1: Well, it's like insurance, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you need it when you need it. Uh, um, the, the turf allows us to have, you know, a usable space Pretty much at all times, unless you know there's several feet of snow, or uh, which you're you're not playing <laughs> sports generally when there's that much snow anyway. But uh, um, the uh, ability to to play uh, after rain or in uh, uh, rain, as long as there's not lightning, of course, because lightning stops you know any right. Right. any competition. Uh, but as long as it's not actively storming, you're pretty much able to play. Uh, um uh on that football field you know b- baseball and softball obviously it all depends on uh the the qua uh, the quantity of of the rainfall um you know but even in in light rains you know there it adds up enough with dirt on your infields to prevent you from being able to play because it just gets too slippery but with the turf infields you know the grass certainly takes the water a lot Lot longer, uh, and having turf infields makes it much likelier that you'll get games in, and you'll get them in safely. Uh, additionally, one of the things that is uh, a, a big deal for us too is with how our field has been out at the stadium for uh, the football field. Fayette has had very limited uh, amount of time. I mean, it's extremely rare that they're ever on that field. I mean, generally speaking, the only thing that they ever use that field for is to walk across it to get to the other side behind the bleachers where there's a, another grass field where they'll, you know, do archery or other activities. But now having a turf, artificial turf football field will give our Fiad classes for both the middle school and the high school, a tremendous amount of opportunity to, uh, um, you know, get their classes out when it's nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And say like we, you know, almost forget that that field's out there most of the most of the week with that because of that, because it's correct, you know, a, a, a fragile space. But, you know, with the improvements that are coming, you know, um, things like graduation could possibly be held out there if the weather looks like it's going to hold. Because um, right now we are used to having a ticketed event where only your parents can come. You know into the field house you know um, and then other community events I imagine could happen out there too mm-hmm. yeah. correct um, and then you know quality of of practicing I was thinking that you know the cheerleaders probably never get to practice on the field before a halftime show right so line lining up and blocking and staging you know all um, you know well I can imagine would improve
1: yeah, well, that's one thing that it's been a while since you know our, our dancers always, you know, for halftime um, the last couple of years uh, it's it's been a struggle to uh, use the um, the grass out there, so they they were relegated to using the uh, track more uh, for their halftime performances, and that's a little tougher to see when you're in the stands and whatnot. So people shift around and move. So by having the turf. Uh, uh, field out there the um, dancers will be able to be out there to uh, perform and additionally like you said they'll be able to practice uh, like we used to do when you know whenever the field was in decent shape now we'll have that opportunity of of course if it's weather permitting.
0: and marching band right I mean right now they're practicing in a parking lot correct yep so um and then um People have talked a lot about Spectacle the Bands. Uh, I wonder if you could maybe explain what that was and, and the idea that maybe something like that could come back.
1: Yeah, musical, uh, um, music competitions uh, over the years uh, with um, marching bands and with um, drum lines and, and um, uh variety of different groups. Uh, we would have, you know, it was decades-long run of the Spectacle of Music where uh, we had these, um, groups come in, uh, to perform and compete. Uh, um, and, and while things are different in that landscape of, of, of those groups competing, this would still give us an opportunity to try to bring something back. Um, you know, where, where we can bring, whether it's, um, uh, you know, high school band, marching bands, um, or some of the, uh, groups that have, uh, adults that uh, still work on it the uh, municipal uh, groups that that um, and private uh, groups have them come back uh, and pr- have some type of competition. It gives us a lot of opportunities to see what's out there and, and you know maybe bring something back that we can you know have everybody be proud of again to be able to host it here
0: sure, sure um, and then I, I was also thinking that um, you know, Wisconsin schools now are in this kind of locked battle during this time of year for open enrollment purposes, right? Correct. Kids can move between districts if something's not working out for them. And we pay a lot of attention to the academics and trying to make ourselves uh, accessible with our career and tech program so kids with all different kinds of interests can come here and finish their high school experience. But we haven't really... Paid that much attention to the athletic, and, and we know that matters a whole lot to a lot of kids. What, are, you know, what will a rejuvenated playing surface uh, on all those fields mean f- for this?
1: Well, the number of kids who move in and out of communities for open enrollment purposes, um, it, it, I mean, it's a s- substantial number. Having facilities like this that you can be proud of along with, you know, uh, um, uh, our, our, um, indoor, uh, facilities with the middle school, um, gym and our field house in the high school, um, our fantastic performing arts center. I mean, we've, this'll, this'll help, uh, cement the fact that we're going to have pretty much every one of our, uh, facilities in, The type of form that will be attractive to young families that are looking for a place uh, uh, that that maybe they're not comfortable with uh, sending their kids in certain areas to uh, uh, school that they think, oh, South Milwaukee looks like a pretty great place. Let's take a look there. And then you catch their eye with some fantastic facilities. And again, high school sports and youth sports is big business uh, uh, for a lot of people. And And you get
0: busloads of kids. I mean, t- talk about an advertisement for a school district. Yeah. He's bringing in busloads of kids all through the year to play on these surfaces and then, you know, f- say, hey, mom, maybe I want to try South Milwaukee
1: because, sure.
0: man, if I'm into football, this is kind of be the place to be.
1: Yep. And, you know, with the design of what we're putting in, I'm obviously partial to what we're uh, putting in, but I think it'll be pretty exciting and uh, be something that um, – uh, is most definitely unique. Uh, um, it'll be the first of its kind in in Wisconsin um, for for what we're looking to put in, um, and uh, it's all uh, well thought out. And the, the the reasons for what we're doing is 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 again well thought out and and uh, real positive. And I'm really excited about people and how much their excitement is going to show once they see what it, uh, it's going to look like.
0: Great. Well, hey, thanks for, for being here today. I appreciate sharing your thoughts on this. Um, and uh, next, we're going to talk to Jeff Dess, who's a uh, chair of a committee who's raising um, funds to try to help pay for all these improvements. Thanks, Ante.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. All
0: right, so, Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So um, tell me a little bit about your experience here uh, as a student.
2: Uh, well, I graduated in 1984. Um, I played basketball and football and ran some tractor in my high school years. So I've always been uh, involved in the sports. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, and that was obviously before the new high school
2: was built. Um, so, But your kids went here, right? Yes, both my sons went here, uh, and Mitchell and Jonathan. They graduated in, I believe, 2015 and 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, they played both sports uh, here as well, football especially. Um, I remember them playing on the football field. I coached with them on the football field. Um, I know what it was like. Uh, It was very sloppy, very muddy, very dangerous in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of started the wave of uh, me being involved in in getting this project moving forward. Mm -hmm. And the the gift from the biziris foundation started this process and so i'm glad to be a part of it and and hopefully we can can make this happen
0: yeah um tell us a little bit about that committee and the work you've been doing so far
2: well the committee's been ongoing for uh, oh i would say almost over a year but now and uh, since we got the donation from the biziris foundation we formed this committee and uh, we've been energized and, and working hard at getting donations and uh, reaching out to the businesses and um, trying to solicit uh, contributions for this project. Um, we've got a number of, of businesses to donate, uh, number of sponsors, number of individuals who've donated the project. So uh, we're, we're moving along. We're, I think we're in good shape. Uh, we have a little ways to go and uh, I think we'll finish the deal.
0: Sure, um, if folks don't remember on, our last home game in 2022, we we did a check unveiling from several of the local businesses that, that gave their support. It's kind of like a kickoff for the whole whole thing. What what's kind of been the reaction from the community so far with the commit?
2: I, I think the the reaction has been positive um, you know we're still working on getting a lot of information out to the community so I think uh, with what we're doing in the next month or so is gonna gonna do that um, but overall the community is excited about it we unveiled the um, the uh, plans for the project and people seem to be really excited um, so yeah I think we're I think we're in a good position hmm. let's
0: talk a little bit about what it is this is going to mean for the community, because and uh, we touch, I touched on it with Ante for a little bit, but um, from your perspective, as, as a parent, as a community member, what do our fields say now, and and what should they be saying to, to visitors and to the community?
2: Well, I think it's all the difference in the world. Um, I think that this is going to take us uh, to the next step. This is going to make us uh, competitive with all the other schools uh, that have turf fields, um, it's going to open up a, a wide range of other activities that we can use our fields for. Um, we can, we can rent out the facilities and, and gain income. We can, um, you know, hold band competitions. We can actually hold a d- different number of uh, soccer activities. We can hold baseball tournaments. We can do so much more than what we can do now with our current field conditions. So this is going to be uh, life-changing for our community. It's going to be a great asset for all our student body. I think it's going to help recruit students to our district, and um, it's just something that this has been way overdue, and I I think it's necessary that we we get this thing done.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I've learned just exploring this project is how um, we've kind of become complacent with what we have. So the idea that the marching band has to practice in the high school parking lot before, you know, before a game because the field isn't isn't adequate, um, or that the, even when they're just starting their season that they can't actually be on a field to do it, uh, is not
2: something we should accept. It's just not. Oh, I totally agree. And uh, <clears throat> I was trying to explain this to my sister um, the other day. Is that you know when you're when you're in a band competition and you're on a football field. Um, you want to know exactly where you need to go on that football field before you before you get out there mm-hmm. and with them not being able to do that being able to have to practice uh, on a, in a parking lot and stake out the parking lot before they go on the football field that's a big deal and mm-hmm. so um, this this will this will resolve that problem you know this will resolve the problem of uh, our student athletes and our students being able to utilize the fields for for FIAD um, and just to, uh, wide range of activities that this is going to allow us.
0: Right. And you know, just a sense of pride in kind of what our facilities are. I, I I look at the stadium now and it and it just kind of sits back there when we're not having football games or you know because I you know, I don't know that kids even think about it when when it's not football season and that that's too big of a piece of property not to not to be using and not to drive by and think you know i go to
2: that school oh absolutely i i, I totally agree you know, we could be utilizing this for a lot of other different things and avenues that uh, bring people into our community bring people into our school district mm-hmm. and maybe that will change a family to to move to this area and to come to our schools
0: yeah yeah and um like i said it's just uh it's not even really usable at the moment and i think we've also become complacent with that You know, that we just know that's kind of the way it is and that's good enough and and it's just not. Um, Next, um, I'd like to talk about kind of some of the ways you are, creative ways you're you're fundraising. So um, tell me about the $1,000 Club. What is that?
2: Well, the $1,000 Club is uh, a unique opportunity where if you were to donate $1,000, um, you're gonna get a gold plaque and a card that allows you to get into any one of our conference games for free, for life. Um, home games, right? Home yeah. games, yeah. And it will give you a special um, dedication on, on, on something that's gonna be determined in the future for, for our, uh, all our donors. Um, so it's a unique opportunity to be part of a special group. Um, our slogan was we need, you know, um, $1,000 $1, donors, and that's, that's what our pledge is, is, is working on right now.
0: Yeah, we'd be done if we had 1,000 people, right? I mean, we'd hit our goal almost. Correct, yeah. yeah.
2: So we're working on that. We're, we're hoping our community comes forward with that. And um, so far we've had a number of people have done that, and mm. uh, we're continuing to work on that and growing that.
0: Sure. And we have some naming opportunities, right, that people have taken advantage of in the in the stadium?
2: That's correct. We've had a number of, uh, of businesses and, um, you know, even private donation companies that have um, stepped forward to donate and, and have named um, some areas where they want to have their logo mm-hmm. in the stadium to promote their business. And so we've... Uh, come together as a group and and are trying to unify that look and make it, you know, uh, look um, nice for our stadium when, when that time comes.
0: Sure. Uh, And the, so the Busiris money was dedicated to the football field, but, but talk a little bit about the baseball and softball fields.
2: Right. So we, um, when we first started this project, we, the donation was strictly for the football fields. We decided to expand that if we could, you know, raise the money that we're gonna go and, and do the infields at the baseball field for boys and the infields for the softball field for the girls. So, um, and, and that is an opportunity for naming rights there on different areas and the dugouts and uh, uh, scoreboards out there. So we're excited about that opportunity and um, this will give us a, a great, great fields to play on uh, in the future. Uh, I was umpiring last night at the uh, baseball field, and it was kind of rainy and muddy, and if that would have been our field next year, we wouldn't have had an issue.
0: Mm, sure, sure.
2: Um, and then
0: we're doing something with the Milwaukee Brewers, right? We're doing oh
2: yeah, we are. Um, um, got all our groups together from around the various uh, district um, schools and booster clubs, and we decided that we are gonna work some brewer games to raise some money. So we're currently signed up for 13 games to work brewer games Mm -hmm. some are working some extra concerts to raise some money and um, those proceeds are going to go to our launching legacy campaign which uh, is going to be a substantial amount for us yeah
0: and fun i think i i would uh i I would enjoy kind of doing that for my school uh we just got the everybody gets a hat you have to wear a hat at the brewers games and they all have to match so we just saw the hats come in and they're pretty cool um and then closer, I guess, coming up is May six. What what are we doing then?
2: Uh, May six, we're having a a, a, a kickoff campaign um, to let let the community know, um, you know what this project is about. Um, it's going to be at Pat's Oak Manor, uh, from I believe six to ten or six thirty to ten thirty where it's uh, gonna be a free event for for anybody who wants to come and see our what our project is like uh, we're gonna have raffle prizes and uh, um, you know free free beverages and uh, we'll have the um, plans out there for people to look at and just kind of get more information we're looking for you know some thousand dollar donors hopefully and i think it'd be a good event to to spread the word to the community
0: yeah super fun well if um You want to check it out it's it's launching a legacy dot info um we have information about the event and about um about the project in general um and jeff thanks for being here really appreciate it
2: oh thank you for having me
0: um well that's today's podcast thanks for listening today um one thing i forgot to mention is that launching a legacy has a facebook page Um, check it out for some old alumni pictures old team pictures um and to kind of see who's been donating because we thank our donors on there um another event to keep in mind april 19th um so as you know the school district is facing a 1.6 million dollar deficit for next year and um we're having a celebration of our schools in addition to a voluntary um letter writing campaign um the state is settling its budget for for the next two years and this is our chance to tell them that we support our public schools and um, it matters more coming from you Um, april 19th from 5 to 7 pm drop in anytime it's a family event there's a art build um, there's uh, all these great supporting public education activities um, and you can hear from the people that um, are responsible for um, having to close that budget and hear from our teachers and parents. Um, it's going to be a great event, April 19th, five to seven. Um, thanks to Jeff Dess and Ante for their time today. Um, again, if you'd like to support launching a legacy, it's www.launchingalegacy.info. Have a great day.